Welcome to Relationships Reclaimed, where we talk about anything and everything relationship-related with Ariane and Vicki. So, listeners, today we, we actually sat down and thought about what what is it that we, Vicki and I, want to talk about. And we, we've had some pretty deep episodes recently. We sure have. And so we thought about what can we do that's maybe not so <laughs> in depth or deep. Cause you and I, Vicki, like, let's be honest, we go deep. Like, that's just who we are. We always. Do, always. <laughs> I mean, you can give us like the brightest, lightest rainbow, sunshine filled topic. We'll find a way to go deep with it. And that is just who we are. And I'm trying to learn to love that side of me. So we kind of just started talking and decided today's podcast episode is going to be about relationship with inspiration. Yes. Which it might, it might be short. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so much um, that inspires the world, I think, and individuals. Um, I'm really kind of excited about going deep with this. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I love. We'll go deep with this. And it's a subject that is very uplifting. I mean, at least I think so. Yeah. Well, and I think when things that are really inspiration are inspirational to me are things that go deep. Yeah. I think and look at the depth and what it took to come out of the depth. Yes. That is what is inspiration, right? I wonder if we should give a, a definition. I just it's funny you say that because I just Googled the definition of inspiration. So it's a noun. And it is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. Does that align for you? It doesn't align for me. I know you saw the look on my face, right? It did until it said, especially to do something creative. Because then I was like, meh. Like inspiration for me doesn't always mean that I'm going to do something creative. When I'm feeling inspired, it actually makes me feel whole. And motivated? Motivated. Yeah, motivated. But sometimes I can just be inspired to connect with my whole self, like like looking at someone who's doing this amazing work. Like I, like if I think about my clients uh, who are in my Play Big, Be Bold coaching program, my 90-day pro- coaching program, when I look at them and the work that they're doing and the way that they are shifting and growing, it is exponential and it is amazing. And I'm so inspired by them and I don't have to do anything with that. I guess if there yeah. was action to be taken, it would be to continue to do and offer the program. Yes. But it's more of a feeling that I get to, I get to experience this feeling. I wonder too, how many people, I know I've been there in the past where there's this balance between, I feel inspired or I actually feel jealous. Someone is doing something that I'm not. Yeah. So it's the opposite of inspired, right? Here we go deep. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. They're total opposite uh, emotions and feelings. Yeah. They are. And when does one come in and the other not? Yeah. Right. So like I imagine when the jealousy comes up, there, of course, is information there about a trigger or something that's happened in your past or something that you are believing about yourself. Yeah, like a lack of or something. That's right. And how can you switch that jealousy into more of an inspirational moment for you to reclaim those things that you believe you lack. Yeah, I can relate to that because there have been so many times and still, still, I think this can happen, but it was all of the time I would see all of these entrepreneurs, these women creating these really big businesses and helping, you know, doing what they love. And I'm just like, oh, I can't even like read the article that that it's about, or I can't even watch 
the Instagram or Facebook post because it actually reminds me that I'm not doing it, that I'm not enough, that I need to work harder. And then it feeds into that piece of I need to work harder because I need to prove my value and existence in this world. However, I've done a lot of work in the past three years. So so I'm at a point now where that doesn't happen as much. I'm not triggered as much. Now I'm like, oh, like I get to be that person. Maybe I get to live in that world. I get to create what I want to create. So what happened between those two points that allowed you actually to switch over? Uh, whole ton, a ton of work. So if you could pick one one moment that you can recognize that allowed you to switch that point of view or the lenses that you were wearing. I can't honestly tell you that there was a moment where I, where I can say that that's what happened. It honestly took work for me to believe something different about myself, right? So there are still maybe moments where I have that twinge of, oh, like, look at them. They're doing so much and I'm not doing enough and I need to work harder so that I can create the life that I really want and be successful and not be looked at as a failure. Again, my own lenses. And then I sit there and think, no, I'm doing enough right now. Like, look what I'm doing. Like, I've got a couple different practices. I, you know, I, I instruct a transpersonal psychology course. I do a podcast. I'm enough. Like, this is a lot. It sounds like there's this um, shift from I need to be that person and stopping and saying, actually, I am my own person and I'm doing what I want to do. But can I take what they're doing and reframe it in a way that will benefit me? And that's when it becomes this inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I have to reframe it for myself where I can, I can go down that really dark rabbit hole of I am not doing enough. And I, and I don't want to be in that place anymore because that has, that is a dark place. I don't want to, I don't want to live there. I want to experience joy and I want to be proud of what I do. Yeah. And I think the big piece here too is I like to model to my clients what I hope for them. So if I'm going to be sitting there being jealous and envious of all of these women entrepreneurs, I have to be proud of what I do for myself. I have to look and say, yeah, like this is good. What I'm doing is enough. And can I do more? Sure. Will I do more? Probably. But what flavor do I want to do it in? Do I want to do it from the place of lack where I'm not enough and push myself and burn out? Or do I want to feed my soul and like have my like be lit on fire? from that beautiful place. That's the inspiration. So I guess that's where the action comes in. Yeah, that's what you want for your your clients is to feel that inspiration. Yes, that's what I coach them, right? That's what I coach them. If you are doing this from a place of your limiting belief, stop. Let's Let's look at this. You need to move. You deserve to move from a place of the truth. So we look at what is your truth. And then as soon as they can like anchor that in a little bit more, they're like, yep, it's easier and it's freeing. There's more of a a solid. Totally. Like when you said all of you, like there's this felt sense that you're whole. Yeah. I think that's when that, that solid place comes where you can actually take action to then become someone of inspiration as well. Yeah. You know, I'm curious about how it is to be acknowledged and seen as an inspiration. Yeah. Because we were kind of talking about that before we got into this. This is where it gets tricky for me. Yeah. Can be an uncomfortable place, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. For me, when I'm when I have people who look at me as an inspiration, actually, I was going to say it's really hard for that to land. When they say I'm an inspiration. I'm like, that's awesome. Like that, like I can let that land more. But if they're like, you helped me get here, you did this for me. And I, that's where I'm like, meh, I don't know. 
I don't want to own that because I also know that that's their, their journey. Because if they don't put in the work, it's not going to happen. It doesn't happen. Like it really doesn't happen. And so for me to be an inspiration, there is two sides of this. There's a part of me that is like, shut your mouth, Ariane. Like that's egotistical. Um, and then there's a side of me that's like, oh, I love that I can be an inspiration. Like, and, and, I'm, and I'm like, whoa, my mind is blown because I'm an inspiration to someone. Like I'm inspiring them. And I think, yes, my purpose. Yes, I'm living in my purpose. I'm vibing in my purpose in those moments. Right. And I think where it can get tricky, and this is kind of um, depending on where I'm at emotionally and in my life, when someone says that I'm an inspiration to them, there is this confusion that can kind of come in and going, well, what do you mean? Because what is strong in my life right now are these limited beliefs and suspicions of who I am, right? And so it's like, how could I be an inspiration? I'm this like, yeah, blah, 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 right? And so it's it's harder for it to land. However, if I'm in a place where I, I am feeling that solidness and confidence and humanness, Someone says that to me, I'm like, oh, that brings me joy to know that I can yeah. help you in a way mm-hmm. just to, it warms my heart mm-hmm. to know that. So I think meeting ourselves in those places and where inspiration um, lands for us and just notice what's going on there for me. Right. All right. Okay. This is the place I'm in. No wonder I'm feeling like confused that they believe this about me. Right. Because I'm not believing anything about me. And that would offer so much information for where you're at in that moment even, right? Just, yeah. So we had, um, we shared a couple poems. One that um, Ariane read out to me. Uh, I can't remember who it was by. Uh, I think it's by M.H. Clark. Uh, we did this before we were, this is what made us actually think about doing this topic. Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, I just feel the need to read this to you, which I'm glad because then it led us to this yeah. this podcast episode. This This poem about this book just randomly. It's called I Am Her and I love it so much. And I opened it up one day and read this this first poem that's in this book. And instantly I was like, yes, I want every woman in the world to know this about themselves. I want every single woman that has ever lived, lived breathed this in this universe to know and embody this. This is what inspired me to do group coaching for women because I want women to support women to be this, to embody this, right? So I'm going to read it. Um, So it says, who is she? So she is a daughter. She is a best friend. She is a pocket of light. She is a spark of something good, getting brighter, a dream grown large, the right thing at the right time. She is a dancer, a singer, a thinker, a truth teller, a connoisseur of all the things this wide world has to offer. Her spirit is the first thing people notice. Her mind always had a mind of its own. Her heart, though it has sometimes been hurt, bears a strong resemblance to a daffodil. It always flowers again. So she wakes with anticipation. She finds new hills to climb. And everyone agrees that the very fact of her in the world means there is still so much good to come. Who is she? She is me. She is you. I am her. And that's by M.H. Clark. And I'll put that in the show notes. It's such a beautiful message. Isn't it beautiful? Like imagine, and as I was reading it, I was like, I want to feel this all of the time. I want to embody this. And what would it be like if we all did, right? Or even just remembering mm-hmm. that this is possible, that this this is me. Yeah, this is me in the middle of whatever. 
This is me in the middle of my mess. This is me in the middle of my joy. And Mm -hmm. looking into the eyes of someone else, right? Going and remembering, ah, this is me in her yeah, and vice versa. What a difference I think that could make having those lenses on. Yeah, I know. So that's what inspired. So I was very inspired by that poem. And then it inspired me. I think it was 2014 when I started. It inspired, I read it and it, it inspired me to start my group coaching with women. And that is my favorite part of coaching. I love all the facets of my coaching. I love my one-on-one and my private sessions. Absolutely. I love them a lot because I get to know these amazing women really closely. And I love what happens in group coaching because the healing that takes place and the sameness and the universality, right? And that's, I don't know, something about that, that poem just really seems to be in sync and alignment with that. It does. Yeah. Interestingly, you know, I really heard you at the beginning and I know this of you about that creative side. And yet, um, I think if we deconstruct what creativity means, yeah, because you really did create something. Yes. And it came from a poem that was created. Yeah. So the poem generated that inspiration, which allowed you to create this program mm-hmm. for these women, which is an inspiration as well. So I just really wanted to note that because I see that you are so incredibly creative. Thank you. And I do know that it's taken me a long time to get to that point to understand that about myself because I just was like, I don't have a creative bone in my body, but I do create things. And it's a lot of it is business in my business, which I've recognized and I'm good with that. But it it allows me to create these really beautiful programs where women can take center stage in their lives. Right. So so I do recognize that. But for me, when I read that definition to be inspired I don't always feel like I have to take action just when I'm feeling inspired. I agree. Yeah. Just to be with that inspiration means a lot. We we are so quick to uh, do, I think, in this world. Yes. To take action. So I have a little poem I wrote. You do. And I don't remember what inspired me um, to write this. I was in a really dark place actually. And it was, I think, a a turning place for me. Um, It it inspired me to find myself and to meet myself by writing this. So I'll read it. It's called Finding Self. I close my eyes and all I see are images that frighten me. Felt in my gut, this vision fights an endless loop of painful nights. Retold stories I continue to suffer through and where who I was and what I knew seem to have been sliced away, leaving me lost and numb by day. But there must be something more out there, way beyond this heavy air. So rather than believing in the knife, by ending this precious life, may I choose the pen, scripting every moment now and then. And in the pages where I will write tales of the dark and light. Words will form a different story waiting to be told of a woman and her teachings my eyes have yet to behold. Her story will go something like this, a partnership in darkness and in bliss. Back and forth in soulful dance, this woman will glide in self-romance. With a swirl and a dip, she will wink in delight of the wisdom that comes in each new fight. And when the nighttime comes again, She will wait for my mighty pen. So when I softly close my eyes, the suffering 
novel will be revised. And in the stories she will return to teach and guide me with each turn. And where I will discover this woman once more is actually me, arm in arm with myself on life's magnificent dance floor. Oh, I just love that so much, Vicki. It's only the second time that I've heard it and it is inspiring. How so? Can you share? Yeah. It's like, it's inspiring to keep, keep going. That's what I get from it is like, and this might be a strong um, phrase, but to fight the fight, to keep fighting the fight, um, to keep going when things get really, really tough. And there's also this piece of surrender in it. Like it's so beautiful, right? It goes from like wanting to like, cut, like you're cutting pieces of yourself off to like, I'm going to go dance on the dance floor. And I'm going to like, I'm going to be with myself here and I'm going to walk hand in hand with myself and embrace it. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And that it is a dance, right? Like our whole life is this beautiful dance and it's changing as you move. That it's not always bliss and joyful, but it's not always dark either. It doesn't have to be. No. And there's beauty in there, right? Like that within this fight that we are in, that's where we get this wisdom from. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Our experience, each step that we take Mm -hmm. is another nugget of wisdom that we hold. Yeah. It it inspires me after, I, I think I wrote this like two years ago, three years ago. And yeah, re- rereading some of the stuff I've wrote inspires me to go, oh, right. Yeah, I'm in a dark place again right now. And I got out of it in the past. Yeah, right. Right. So it, it inspires to me to not give up, like you said, right? to continue that fight. What else inspires you? Hmm. Definitely my clients inspire me. <laughs> yeah. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. Watching them step into like sometimes horrific experiences yeah and um the strength and bravery i see in them is just oh reminds me that human beings can change the world seriously what else inspires me that's a big one and i think not just my clients but just people in my life taking those steps mm-hmm like watching you take the steps that you take, like what an inspiration, you know, as I, I watch you navigate your world and you allow me to be in it with you. Like it's just uh, that inspires me to allow people into my life oh. to experience me on whatever path I'm taking in the moment. Wow. So that's the impact. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's almost like inspiration offers permission yes i never thought of that before but as you as you were saying that that word came to me too yes inspiration offers permission it's like if you can do it so can i yes i love it (laughs) we're just like having a moment here (laughs) we are yes oh wow so what's inspiring for you arianne oh you know, it it does go back to that saying, if you can do it, maybe I can too. Um, so recently, I, I've always been pretty active in my life, working out, um, yoga, whatever that might be. And recently I've taken up running. So when COVID hit, gym was closed and I needed something to do. And I've always wanted to be a runner because runners always inspire me. Like I just think, wow, 
like to just go out your front door and put on a pair of running shoes and just go. Pretty cool. And I've tried it numerous times. It's never happened. It's never been my jam. But I have a friend who's a trainer. She inspires me so much because she is an Ironman athlete twice over, has run marathons, triathlons. She is amazing. And so I said to her one day, like I just asked her, I said, you know, like I need something really intense. I need something that's really hard. I need something that might make me cry because that's my nature. (laughs) I need something so hard. (laughs) So we decided to start running anyway. So she, so now I'm, I'm a runner and which I actually love that I can say that I'm a runner. Wow. And not in the context of I'm running away from something. (laughs) Yeah. Like I try not to do that now. I'm actually really good at, at not running away from people. Towards them maybe now? Now, to, well, I don't know if I'm quite running towards anyone. Let's not, <laughs> let's not go crazy. Like, come on. Hold on. Let's rein it in. Um, <laughs> as soon as you said that, my anxiety just ramped up a little bit. <laughs> so clearly, I'm being very transparent about where I am in relationship with running to or from people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, but so now what really inspires me is people who do marathons who, because I know what it takes. I know the depth you got to dig to, to keep going. And so it's knowing that they're, they're digging deep. So athletes have always inspired me and now more, and now very much so like runners. I don't know. There's just something about that. So, but what is inspiring is what they're having to dig into to, to keep going because I've experienced it now. So is that um, a big player for you then in true inspiration is if you've experienced an element of whatever it is that you're witnessing in someone else, mm-hmm. that is more of a player than not having experienced anything um, related to the person you're seeing in front of you. So meaning like if I, I if I have an understanding of what it took to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. If I, if I, if you're standing in front of me and I'm like, like I tried to do that and it's hard and you're doing it like, holy shit, you're awesome. Like I'm, that's inspiring. Or yeah. So if I, or if I'm like, yeah, like I actually have done that and experienced it and you're doing it and you're inspiring to me. Cause even to my clients, I've done a ton of growth, a ton of work, stepped in, in so many crazy hard ways and they inspire me and they're just starting some of them. I'm like, yeah, look at you go. And I wonder where that, if that is the line between that jealousy and inspiration, that if I've never experienced it, I don't really understand mm-hmm. this person that's in front of me. So that I wonder if that activates that jealousy going, I don't even know how they're doing this. I wish I could do yeah. that. I don't know. That's interesting because, I mean, it might... I think it still comes back to what headspace you're in. What lenses are you wearing? If you are wearing the lenses of a limiting belief, right? So if I'm, if I'm believing that I'm not enough in a moment and something like really good happens to you, Vicky, or I'm trying to think of an example, like something business wise, Mm. if I'm believing I'm not enough, it's going to hit that wound and I'm not going to be inspired. I mean, I might. Right. Until I reframe it and step into my truth and then I can be in celebration with you. Yeah. Right. So I think for me, that's more more of my experience than anything else. It's interesting, the different ways that we feel inspired. Yeah. And when we don't. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm trying to think of what else inspires me. Like, I know that that was a specific, like the running, but it's what has to happen underneath in order to get to that place for them, right? Like, that's what inspires me, I think, most because I really value that. I think in myself, 
is how hard I dig, how deep I can go. And so when I see other people doing that, like just like we talked about, I'm like, yeah, Mm. that's taken a lot of work and a lot of courage and a lot of bravery and strength to get there. And so I really admire those qualities. Yeah, I agree with that. I like I remember, you know, thinking back to me as a painter um, and an artist, I used to really feel a lack of um, because I would always compare. And maybe that's an element, at least for me, in whether it's inspiration or not. And if I would compare what I was doing to what someone else was doing, then it was not serving me. And therefore, it was not inspirational. But when I could be solid and when I can really say, I don't want to be that person and I have my own skill set and style even in what I do as an artist. Mm-hmm. That can be subjective, but if I'm solid within myself and believing in myself that this offers me enjoyment, um, it helps me process it. I mean, art to me is a really uh, large part of my life. Then others become more inspirational. Yeah. Uh, the art that they provide, because then I'm seeing what they're doing. And being more curious, I guess, about, oh, how can I take a step in my own realm of being an artist or therapist or human being? So it engages um, a different part of my brain than if I'm comparing. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm more rambling. Okay. (laughs) No, it makes sense. Comparison is the thief of joy. I think Roosevelt said that. Mm, I love that. Right? Comparison is the thief of joy. Mic drop. Should I drop my mic? Do it. It might be loud. It might be loud. Yeah. Which reminds me even quotes, like just quotes inspire me. I am a huge lover of words. I love words. People have vision boards. I had a, a wall of quotes. I don't now because I took it off because I want to put a painting up there. But I would take quotes that really landed for me and inspired me in whatever fashion that may be in the moment. And I printed it off on pretty paper and I burnt the edges and, and then I actually glue sticked it. They took glue stick and put it on my wall. (laughs) And I had like all these quotes and they were just, just above my desk. And I absolutely loved it. And I, so I still love quotes um, because I just feel like words have so much power and someone else's reframe can just change everything for us. So I'm guessing that maybe music also does that for you. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. I love music so much. I think he's like, I knew it. She's like, I knew it. <laughs> I love music because it can spark joy. It can bring you down. When there are times when I need to really tap into an emotion where I need to actually sit and be like, hey, my tears need to flow and I am not finding the space or the ability to do that, I know what songs to go to and I can sit with them. If there is a moment where I think I'm not enough, I'm not doing enough, I know what song to put on. If I'm like, yeah, I'm awesome. I'm just going to groove. I know what music to go to. Like I, and it's not always about necessarily, it is, it is about the words, but it's a lot of the actual musicality. And just recently, can't believe I'm saying this out loud on a public platform. Just recently, I've admitted to loving country music. (laughs) (gasps) I'm in shock, folks. <laughs> right? Um, because I just was like, no, I don't want to hear about like, you know, grandpa's dying. The butter won't churn. The dog ran away. You know, like, but someone has 
introduced me to the beauty of country music because of the storytelling. Mm. And I'm like, yes, I get it now. So yes, I love music and I use music with my clients too, to help them like anchor in something, to help them like lift them up. So in my Play Big Be Bold coaching program at the end, sometimes we'll actually play a little bit of music and we'll just kind of hang out with each other. It's huge, right? Like I think because music does get right into our bodies, right? Like rhythms, the stories, it taps into um, an emotional state. Mm -hmm. Um, I use it um, in my practice as well. And, you know, it was interesting because I find sometimes it can be a a tool in the sense that if somebody is trying to be with themselves or even be in silence with another human being in their life that they care about, Mm -hmm. it can be really awkward, right? Just to sit in silence with someone. Yeah. And so, and this is kind of going off of track here about inspiration, but um, I found that using music to facilitate more tolerance to be with one another in silence. Absolutely. Then there's like a focus, right? Yeah, I'm down with that. I am that person that's like, play music, Alexa, play music right now. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, music can definitely be an inspiration and I think is probably one of the top inspirations for for most people. Yeah, I agree. It is for me. Like when, when I'm needing to same as you, if I'm feeling those feelings, but I'm afraid to go into them, mm-hmm. let me put on a song mm-hmm. so that I can remove myself enough mm-hmm. that I can feel what I need to feel in the moment. Yeah. So it's inspiring me to be with myself and to meet myself. I love that. And you know what else inspires me, Vicky? What? Chocolate. <gasps> we were going to do a whole episode on, on chocolate. Chocolate. Relationship with chocolate. Should we do it? <laughs> We said that it would be like a very, very short episode because it's a survival mechanism. Like it is necessary. All you would hear is us chewing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Eating wrappers. Chocolate is a necessity in life. Some of you might disagree completely. Oh, if you do, this is not the podcast for you. Yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Stay stay tuned. Stay with us. That's right. Oh, yeah. So I have a question for you. If there was um, a person that inspires you or that you recognize as being one of the most inspirational people in your life, you don't have to say who they are necessarily, like their name, but um, maybe how they were inspirational to you. That's maybe a really hard question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have an idea. I'm, I'm just... So I hired a coach was it a year and a half ago? She is very inspiring to me because she, I mean, I relate to her because she works hard. She works really hard. And when I was working with her, I was also going through the last three months of my schooling. It was really challenging. I was so burnt out. And she just showed up with so much compassion and empathy for me. I mean, we had a session, a group session, and I came on to the screen in the spotlight and I just burst into tears and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so burnt out. I had five weeks left of school and I was like, I think I'm going to quit because I was like, I can't, I just can't, I can't get through the next five weeks. I can't even get through the end of the day. As a coach who works really hard and pushes herself, I wasn't sure how I'd be met. And she just met me and everyone else in the group did too. They were so lovely. And then in the mail, I got this beautiful card that said, when you're tired, don't quit, just rest. Uh I know even thinking about that makes me a little bit emotional because just the fact that she thought about getting that for me and mailing it to me, you know, really meant a lot to me. And she 
believed in me, still believes in me. We don't have a working relationship now anymore because, you know, we're not uh, doing the program anymore. But and she pushed me in a really gentle way. And like I did really great in my coaching practice. Like it just really it just shifted and turned it. And I was like, man, she just was amazing. Can you repeat that? Uh, what that card said again? When you're tired, don't quit. Just rest. That is beautiful and really inspires me in, in a lot of ways. Right. And yeah reflecting on accepting where I'm at. Yes. So yeah, Vicki, I'm going to say it again. And I'm saying it to myself too, because we both work really hard. So when we're tired to not quit, but just to take a rest. Love that. Let that be an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So see, even her what she did to me, for me is still the ripple effect of that is still going right here in my relationship with you and potentially with the relationship we have we have with our listeners right so her inspiring me is still carrying on yeah and you know what i'm going to send her a message after we got get off here and let her know love that yeah yeah and i think that there's such truth in the gift of inspiration mm-hmm. like as you talk about the ripple effect that inspiration can have on the world mm-hmm. and help motivate us into um, a different place. Yeah. And as you say that too, it makes me think about some of the other things that she did that really inspired me that I learned from her that she would model. She does a lot of lives and um, videos and webinars and, and whatnot, and it won't go as planned or something will happen. There'll be a glitch and she does not, it does not rattle her. She doesn't care. She just makes light of it, just sticks with it. And for me, as a perfectionist in recovery, it gave me permission to be okay with mistakes and to just laugh at them and just to sit with them. And, you know, it, it just, that was a really big thing. And that actually was what made me, she caught my eye. I was like, okay, she walks the walk and talks the talk. And that's who I will work with. And that's inspiring to me. So that offered me a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People do impact us, right? In yeah. um, how we want to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about like who who in my life has really been inspirational. And I feel like in general terms, those that have been able to be real and step into the depths of their world and still c- and come out of it with actually probably more than if they hadn't stepped in. Mm-hmm. Like that's really inspirational to me because I know I can go deep. Yeah. And knowing that the outcome is often far greater benefit to myself. Um, so when I think of one individual, like I really think of my therapist that really was an inspiration to me because I mean, she mm-hmm. challenged me for sure. And she does that. She does that. <laughs> In meeting myself and owning myself, because I did come up against uh, feeling a lack of because I was not like her. Because I, I had envisioned if I was going to be a, a therapist, I needed to be exactly like her. Right. Because I inspired to be not like her, but her entirety. Right. So I had to kind of meet myself and go, hey, I can be similar and I can take my experiences of who she is and be who I am. Mm-hmm. She was a really big teacher to me um, and still is. 
in so many ways, Mm -hmm. being able to become my own person. Yeah. I love that because I can relate to that. I would meet someone and I'd be like, oh, I want to be them. I want to be them. I don't want to just like have this trait or that trait of theirs, but I want to be them. And now I don't ever do that. I'm like, no, I don't want to be them. I want to be me because this is enough. I am enough. And I kind of like myself. And just like you, we're all unique in our own ways. And why would the world need two of them? Right. And the world would be missing out without you, Vicky. I'm hearing you. (laughs) Are you? I think so. Okay. If you only let yourself embody someone else and not let you be you, what a tragedy the world would suffer. I'm letting that land. Good. And I hope that our listeners hear that too. Yeah. Because I think that's true for everyone. Yeah. So when, when we're inspired, what is the quality that is inspiring us? And how can we embody it if we don't already? Chances are we already do. Yeah. Because if we can see something, we have it in us anyways. You know, when we try to, and I think perfectionists like you and myself, hello, have a tendency to be focused on all the little details of what Mm -hmm. uh, that inspiration means and making it as close of a replica, Mm -hmm. because if not, we're doing it wrong. Right. And so I feel like perfectionists can be a disservice in inspiration. (laughs) That's when it kind of turns to, yes, I'm just going to put on the mask and pretend I'm all of those things without embracing them. Yeah. And perfectionism stunts growth. Mm -hmm. You cannot take a step forward if you are in a perfectionist setting. It's restricting for sure. Totally. So to to have the qualities that you see in the inspiration and to be stuck in the perfectionist piece, you will not embody it Mm -hmm. or tap into it, I guess. Is that kind of in alignment? Yeah. A little bit with, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In just different words, because we have diff- we speak different languages, we do. which I love. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy that we can clarify one another. <laughs> yeah, you know what I love is when we get messages saying that we inspire people with our podcast or that we're having an impact. Right, that really that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So I want to read. I'm actually going to read a review. I didn't even check this out with you to see if I could do this, but I'm going to do it. This person's review, April Slesser, thank you so much for taking the time to review our podcast. I so appreciate that. Yes. Like I have to tell you that when we, when I saw this, it came at a great time where I think I feel I really needed to, to know that what we were doing was working or making a difference or having an impact. Mm-hmm. So the title is Grateful. And she says, I swear you're always loading just the content I need to hear each week. I think I've listened to every episode twice to try and absorb everything. Your words are bomb to my wounds from this messy life. Not beautiful. Right? I read it and I was like, seriously? <sighs> oh, I want to meet you. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies. Please keep it coming, XO. Oh, that inspired me to keep going. Agreed fully. I was like, okay. Like that really impacted me. All of them do. Yes. All of the reviews do. But that particular one, because I, I was in a messy place. Mm-hmm. The irony of that, right? Like not even the irony, but I don't know what the word is. Loop, how it comes back. Yeah. Is it karma? Karma that's I don't know. Where we're loading content that has made a difference and impact for her, but her review came right at a, the right time for us as well. Yeah, right. And so it's like this continuous uh, pay it forward offering. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so relationship with inspiration. I'm wondering what the readers or the readers 
you're not reading this. You're listening, (laughs) the listeners. So what inspires you looking at like what makes you feel inspired and what does that feel like? Mm -hmm. And how do you know when you really are lacking something and there's that jealousy that's coming Mm -hmm. in or that comparison that's coming in, Mm -hmm. um, keeping you from really feeling that inspiration? Yeah. So I really love that we did this episode today because it was fun. Yeah, it was. First of all, and it was uplifting. And now I feel like I just feel really good. I mean, I was before, but I just feel like I can rock the shit out of this day. Totally. Yeah. I feel like I want to go back and read all my old poetry and see what I discover there. (laughs) I feel like I want to put on some music, (laughs) right? Like I just feel it's exciting. I just feel inspired now. Look what talking about inspiration for however long we just did, did to us. I mean, it's not surprising because we we know that that's what happens, right? So, Vicky, maybe after some of our like deeper podcasts, we need to start talking about, we need to save some time for ourselves and talk about what inspires us. Totally. (laughs) Sometimes I get get done recording and like when we did the grief one, after I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Ready to go have a nap. Yeah. And that's okay. I have a full day ahead of me still. So that's really, that's interesting awareness for for us here right now. Okay. Wonderful. Go get inspired. Go get inspired and inspire. Yes. Others. Yes. Step into the greatness of who you are. Yes. um, And the uniqueness of who you are because you can't know how you might change someone's whole life and become their inspiration to continue Mm -hmm. the, the path of greatness in this world, right? Yeah, exactly. I love it. Could have said it better myself. Hmm. All right, listeners, stay well, be safe, sending you all a lot of love. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Relationships Reclaimed. You can reach myself, Vicki Wilburn, on my website, masterpiececounseling.com. This is Ariane, and you can find me at ariannemore.com, on Instagram at ariannemorelifecoach, and you can request to join the Tribe of Empowered Goddesses on Facebook. 